let's share the scripture reading for the morning. It's from Isaiah chapter 40, verses 21 through 31. We read earlier verses of Isaiah 40 um, in the year, actually. I think we were in December during Advent when we last read this text. And so this will be a continuation of some things we've already talked about, actually. Hear this word from the prophet. Have you not known? Have you not heard? Has it not been told you from the very beginning? Have you not understood from the foundations of the earth? It is God who sits above the circle of the earth and its inhabitants are like grasshoppers who stretches out the heavens like a curtain and spreads them like a tent to live in, who brings princes to naught and makes the rulers of the earth as nothing. Scarcely are they planted, scarcely sown. Scarcely has their stem taken root in the earth when God blows upon them and they wither and the tempest carries them off like stubble. To whom then will you compare me or who is my equal, says the Holy One. Lift up your eyes on high and see who created these. It is God who brings out their host and numbers them, calling them all by name because the Holy One has, has great strength, mighty power, and not one is missing. Why do you say, O Jacob, and speak, O Israel, my way is hidden from the Lord and my right is disregarded by my God? Have you not known? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. God does not faint or grow weary. God's understanding is unsearchable. God gives power to the faint and strengthens the powerless. Even youths will faint and be weary and the young will fall exhausted. But those who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary, and they shall walk and not faint. Hear what the scripture is saying to the churches. Thanks be to God. So, we haven't been here for a while, Andy. You feeling no, a little bit a, out of practice? I feel, I'm not going to lie, Jules. I feel a little rusty. Uh-huh. It's been a month. Having scripture conversations. It's been nice to have our friends, uh, Ron and Michael and Courtney and Adam, uh, filling the preaching space for us this month. And I've so enjoyed hearing their various voices and how they interpret the text, but it is good to be back. So we'll see how we do with this one and beg for forgiveness when we forget what our jobs are. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we have this text in front of us from the prophet Isaiah second Isaiah, and we have these words that talk about leadership, that talk mm -hmm. about the temporality of humanity, but especially people in charge. And we also have a text about God as, uh, as almost the ultimate leader in some ways, but there's all mm -hmm. of these characteristics of God that are in this passage. And I find it so beautiful and powerful. It's a really familiar one, right? Like I'm sure that it's pretty yeah. familiar to people who spent any time here. So yeah. I'm wondering what the, what the piece is that jumps out at you the most from this text? Cause it's very complicated. Yeah. Well, it's a classic word of encouragement. Mm -hmm. uh, and I, I, when I read this text, um, 
so often in, when we read the prophets, sometimes we can feel a little bit um, checked or stung a little bit. Uh, and, and this is one where the, the prophet is reminding us of who God is and, and ultimately of who we are as well. And so there's a, a, a reminder of um, our identity and in, in reminder of the characteristics of God. So a couple of things stood out to me in our conversation before we started recording. Um, you asked which one and I named a couple of them and I'm gonna just go ahead and name both of them. Um, the first thing that sticks out to me is there in, uh, in verse 27, the question, why do you say, O Jacob, and speak, O Israel, my way is hidden from the Lord and my right is disregarded by my God? Uh, I love that question from the voice of God. Why do you say that I don't see you? Why do you say that you've been disregarded? Why would you ever say that? Don't you understand who I am? Don't you, don't you get that I, always, everywhere, I'm, I'm there. I do see you and, and I, you're never disregarded by me. That's impossible. Why would you ask that? And I, 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 the reason I appreciate those questions is um, I think all of us at some point feel disregarded I think some of uh, like all of us at some point feel um, like God doesn't see us like the things that we're we're experiencing um, God must be ignoring us because of that and to be reminded God's like no no never never even the worst I'm always always there always um, so that to me is encouraging in these times, at this time. Uh, and then the other piece that sticks out for me is um, this idea of, of waiting for the Lord. Mm -hmm. Those who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. And I guess the question, and we, we can talk a little bit about this, what does that waiting look like? What does it look like to wait uh, for the Lord? So um, we can, dig a little bit more into those two things, but what, what stuck out to you right away? Well, I think that there's a, there's a spiritual equation for me in which encouragement and waiting are in some ways mushed together, added, multiplied, and they become the thing that jumps out for me in this scripture, which mm. is around what we do when we don't know what to do. Mm. Uh, and that this text is, we can, I think I can get confused when I read texts like this because I immediately think of myself. I mm. immediately think of my like individual self and I think I'm exhausted. I, I need God to give power to the faint and to the powerless because I feel like that right now. And the text yeah, is- Yeah, because that's me. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's me. I, yeah. I see myself in that, in that word. Mm -hmm. um, and I know that the text is probably about individuals like me and like so many. And it's also about so many. It's about the people who have struggled, the community that mm. continues to not see hope and doesn't know what to do and is trying to do all the right things. And it's still not working. It's still not working. How is it not working? And this message of, well, 
maybe it's not about working. Maybe it's mm. not about how strong you're supposed to be or how even persistent, maybe it's not about trying. Maybe it's about looking in a different direction. And that's where the encouragement piece comes from for me. And the waiting is, it's like, how do we learn to feel and experience trust that God is, is in this, that God hasn't forgotten us as you, as you said, how do we, how do we learn that, that there is, there's an aspect of it. That's about stopping and holding on for a while um, or, or doing something else, right? Like this, the image of the eagle captured me so much at the end of the text, the idea that, I mean, of course I immediately get the song stuck in my head, the wind beneath my wings nonsense, but um, you can <laughs> barely avoid it. But I grew, I grew up with birds. My dad loved birds. Um, we, we raised many kinds of poultry and um, other kinds of birds. And, and so I'm accustomed to seeing birds flying and watching them carefully because the, my family had that experience. And we were especially interested in falcons and hawks because we lived on a farm and that was something you, you paid attention to. And I always, I remember like a hawk would just stand on like a fence post and it would look like there was nothing possibly that could help it fly and it would flap its wings one time and then be able to just never again flap right like it almost seemed like an eternal you could just ride the wind for as long as it wanted to and and just rest in that and I was always fascinated by watching those birds fly that way because it's I don't feel like I can do that I feel like I have to like I would be flapping and flapping and flapping and flapping and doing all of the work. And instead what the text says is if you stop doing that, if you stop trying so hard all the time, you won't be so exhausted. The wind is there to help you. God is there to help you. Uh, and, and that's where I, I go back to, Oh yeah, that is encouragement. That is, mm -hmm. and in some ways that's, that's like active waiting. Does that make sense? There's yeah. participation, but it's not hard work. It's not exhausting work if you do it that way. Um, and so that's where I go with this one. Hmm. I love that image. I love that. I, uh, the image that came to mind for me right along those lines is, uh, I mentioned to this to you as well previously is the idea of, of um, being in a sailboat and yeah. just paddling and paddling. Um, I, I'm going to make it go. I, I'll make this sailboat go. I'll make this sailboat go instead of um, letting the sail do the work, letting the wind that is the, the spirit of God um, move us. And that doesn't mean that we're not active. It doesn't mean that we're not uh, participating in uh, the act of moving but when we're trying to do it on our own, we will get exhausted. <laughs> I mean, that's what the text tells us as well. Even, even young people are going to get weary and, and exhausted. And uh, if we're willing to wait, if we're willing to wait on God, then that will be, um, that will be 
that which moves us in ways that we can't move ourselves and that no one else, like we can't lean into other people either. Like that's going back to the beginning of the text. It's telling us, no, no, God's bigger than any, any ruler, any leader that you might consider leaning into when it comes to hope that you might look to and yeah. say, um, no, I, that's, that's the one who will save us. That's the one that will change everything. That's the person that's going to make it right. I like the way you put it in our notes when you said the only one with the secret sauce is Jesus. <laughs> I love that, that phrasing of that. But I think that we can often have a tendency because we become um, impatient or we need to, to see um, where, where our salvation comes from, where our hope is, we look to human leaders. Yeah. We looked, I mean, I, I know that after this most recent presidential election, I found myself uh, saying, okay, it's going to be better. The world's going to be better and different. And, and I can hang my hopes on this particular elected official to make everything right. And granted, things are different, but they're going to change again in four years. Yeah. And there's always going to be a new leader. And the, the, those leaders are always shifting and they're not perfect. They're much like you mentioned this too in, as part of our conversation. It's, it's a note to us as spiritual leaders um, as well to be checked and to not, the hope is not in us, which is both um, a caution, but it's also reassuring. reassuring. We, we don't have to be, um, we don't have to be perfect. We're not the ones that are, are going to save the world. We get to participate in that, but it's not us. And it's not the president or this particular elected official. It is almighty God. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, kind of, the, the kind of piece about it feels like this text is using rulers, leaders as an example of pe places where we as humans put our trust because it's accessible instead of in God, which is harder to see, harder to articulate, much more mysterious. And it, it, I think that those leaders, any leader is simply a stand in for, well, our own ego, right? If, if this person can just get this done, or if we can, if I can just do this thing, then I will have assurance that all the things will be okay. If then, if then, and I think that the piece of, well, it's the whole text of scripture. It doesn't matter which book you find yourself in, whether it's the wisdom teachings or the prophets or the gospels or the letters from Paul, it doesn't matter that anytime we set ourselves up in a situation as people of faith in which the thing in which we're putting our faith is conditional, we have already stopped being faithful because what do we know from all of the texts? God's mm -hmm. presence is unconditional. But when we start to negotiate, just if this happens or if I can make this move forward or if I can just paddle a little harder or maybe if I flap a little bit longer, then, it will be okay. We have immediately lost, as you said earlier, our, our perspective on salvation, our perspective mm -hmm. on wholeness and shalom, our perspective on the kingdom of God and what is possible. And we've turned it into a transaction 
that you have to earn in order to be good enough instead of what this text clearly says, which is that you are already finite. You were made that way. We were all made to wither and die, to not have full control over our lives, to not have full mm. control over the world. And so if we start to enter into the world thinking that we can change that beyond being faithful, beyond doing justice, loving mercy, walking with God, mm -hmm. beyond those things, we have we've lost the thread on what it means to be, as you said, waiting on the Lord, trusting. Yeah, yeah. Um... You know, I I, uh, I asked earlier, what what does waiting look like? What does waiting on the Lord look like now? And what comes to mind right away is Sabbath, mm. like that that practice of um, taking a day to rest and to not flap or paddle <laughs> or whatever it is. It, uh, because we can convince ourselves if I stop flapping, if I stop paddling, it's all going to go to hell. It's not going to work. Uh, so I got to keep going. I got to keep going. And, uh, and I think so the, the practice of Sabbath um, of saying, no, actually I'm enough. God will sustain. God will sustain me. God will sustain all of this. Uh, You'll notice that it was powerful. actually it was actually the wind doing the work the whole time if you just stop long enough, right? Like to mm -hmm. extend the metaphor. You're like, oh yeah. I actually wasn't doing that all alone. Mm-hmm. It's important yeah. to notice. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I I uh, I say that as one who recently because of um, uh, the three jobs that I have right now uh, yeah. um, struggle to make room for Sabbath and can find myself very easily saying, well, if I don't, I got to prove myself by working hard or I've got, if I don't work this hard, if I don't do this, then um, whatever, name it, fill in the blank of the terrible thing. And uh, and also try to prove my sense of self-worth um, by working, by putting all of this effort. And that isn't to say, I think it's important. It isn't to say that we shouldn't participate and that we shouldn't work. And there are even times when we're going to have to paddle and we're going to have to flat. Like there are times when that's the case. But when that becomes the MO, uh, when that becomes um, the way that you live that we live our existence, yeah. uh, faint and weary, and exhausted. Yeah, that's that's so right. And and it reminds me that it looks different for each of us, right? Like mm -hmm. each one of us is hustling for our worthiness in our own unique way. Some yeah. of us do it. Some of us hustle, flap, paddle, um, in our jobs if we're working. That's how we prove that we're worth anything. Maybe it's worth money. Maybe it's worth whatever it is. We prove we're worthy. Yeah. Um, some of us prove it through the amount of people that we're nice to or kind to or feel that we're generous yeah. to them. Some of us prove our worthiness by, you know, words of affirmation, receiving those. Are, you know, what, is it, what does that look like? Some of us receive it through 
a sense of, um, I mean, you can name a thousand things, right? Some of, some of us, some of us paddle and flap in our mind. In our minds. All the time. All the time. Be just, just, I've got to think about this. I've got to think about this. Yeah. I've got to figure this out. I've got to, oh my gosh, what if this, oh my gosh, right? Like we're flapping and paddling in our minds. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and I, I think that what you're saying is so important because it's universal. And mm-hmm. what God is saying and what the prophet is saying in this text is, I know it's universal. You all think you're special and you are all the same in this way. And if you would just <laughs> recline on the assurance that you don't have to do that, that you are already enough and that is unconditional and that I you may not understand, but I have you, mm. um, then yeah. you won't be so tired. Then you will not be so worn out and for the wrong reasons, right? And that I think that yeah. that's where I feel the good news is in this text, that uh-huh. if we can simply, as the text says, um, lift up our eyes on high and see if we can simply Mm. notice what we know to be true when we're not stuck in the constant uh, legs under the water, paddling, 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 or whatever Mm -hmm. the images we're using. If we can like lift out of that for just long enough to notice and see what we already know in our hearts to be true, then we'll, we'll finally understand what it means for God to be present in our lives and be able to work with that to yeah. be faithful to that first yeah. 31 um tells us too that uh those who wait for the lord their strength is renewed so that they can run and they can walk like it's uh it's so that we can continue to do um the good, the faithful work that we're called to do, right? Um, it, it's it's not so that we just sit by, let you know, let go and let God. It's not that's not a constant. We can't. We're actually invited to participate, but not to take over in the work. Um, and that's that can be a fine line to walk, um, but it's it's one that. When we do it, when we do it well, God's there. And the encouragement for me is when we don't, God's still there. Yeah. God's still there. Um, until we finally get so exhausted and um that you have to lay down. Recline and fall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think about um, you know, when the uh when the boys were little, um, and they would just they would just cry and throw a tantrum and get so mad and angry and eventually like just and I'd be holding them and say and then finally be like huh. and just to be exhausted and fall into my arms and they'd be like I gotcha I've had you this whole time and I feel like that's where God wants to be is like hey um, go ahead go ahead have your fit <laughs> you know um, but I'm here. And when you, when you get exhausted, I'm going to be here and I'm going to, I'm going to strengthen and renew so you can keep going. Yeah. That's encouraging to me at least. Yeah. And I think it's a good place to end with some questions actually. Uh, Yeah. We have a couple of questions for people if they want to spend some time reflecting beyond this moment of conversation 
one is just one of self self-reflection frankly who or what are you relying on or trusting on instead of God right now? Mm. Where is that trust being misplaced? Only we individually can answer that question. And then one for, for larger conversation perhaps as well. And I love this because we have such beautiful imagery for God in this text. Andy thought you thought of this question and I think it's beautiful. What image or picture comes to mind when you think of the greatness and goodness of God, what metaphor for God, what image picture do you have in your heart right now for uh, that, that you might be able to share with people? All right, let's pray. And then uh, Andy, I think you're gonna sing the benediction for us today. Great. Let's pray friends. Gracious and holy God, we sit before you aware of the ways in which we exhaust ourselves, the ways in which we point our energy to the wrong things and people relying and trusting on them instead of on you. We ask that you help us today to release our attachment to those things, those people, where they are binding us, where they are preventing us from trusting you, from following the path that you have laid. And where we are exhausted, we ask that you do lift us up, that you renew our rest as we recommit ourselves to walking alongside you in this world for the good of the kingdom. And so we pray that you will bless us and rejuvenate us and show us how to walk well or how to fly or how to sail. We ask all of this in the name of Jesus and in the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. All right, I want to invite you to uh, sing to and with one another our closing benediction song. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make God's face to shine upon you and be gracious, gracious gracious to you. The Lord lift up God's countenance upon you and give you, give you, give you peace. Continue to be at peace, to be safe, knowing that you are loved and always in the presence of God.